0: Recently, Mudassar Ali, a senior editor at Greater Kashmir, died of a heart attack. His family alleged that the on-duty doctor at the hospital was not available immediately. And when he did attend the patient, he delayed treatment. The unfortunate death brought back to focus the poor response to health emergencies in Kashmir. An inquiry was ordered into Mudassir's death and as for Greater Kashmir, the investigation has admitted to multiple lapses in handling Mudassar the committee has also recommended attaching the medical staff with the administrative office for the time being. But, Mudassar is not the first and despite government's claims, it is likely that he'll not be the last. This despite the fact that the Kashmir Valley's Directorate of Health Services has about 1,980 doctors in 2,102 hospitals across Kashmir. Why then is the response to medical emergencies inadequate? I'm your host Sarvat Javed and in this podcast I'll be exploring this question. According to a report by the Kashmir Images newspaper, this year till 31st October, 29,545 patients visited the Shri Kashmir Institute of Medical Sciences for heart ailments. Of these, 1,444 were admitted in the hospital. At the Super Speciality Hospital in Srinagar, Shireen Bagh, as many as 9,960 patients visited the cardiology OPD and 1,509 others were admitted for specialized treatment till 31st October. Even as there is little public data available on the death rate due to cardiac diseases, doctors in Kashmir say that heart ailments are on the rise in Kashmir, and many more young are dying of heart attacks than a decade ago. We have Dr. Irfan Ahmad Bhatt, a consultant cardiologist at Srinagar's SMHS Hospital to talk about the public health response. Dr. Bhatt is also a member of the Save Heart Initiative, a pan-Jammu and Kashmir network of medical staff who coordinate to help save patients who suffer cardiac arrest. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Doctor Irfan.
1: Hello, welcome.
0: Um, so, Doctor Irfan, why are doctors in our peripheries unable to treat cardiovascular problems? Is it because of lack of equipment, or is it a problem of lack of treatment capabilities?
1: No, so if you will see all over India, we have very good doctors in periphery also. You will not find an MD doctor or even an MBBS doctor in peripheries of UP, Jharkhand, or Gujarat, in any other area. But you have, you have a good doctors in the periphery also. It's not always a doctor who is responsible for everything. It's, it's it's lack of stuff sometimes and expectations of people. The people sometimes expect a tertiary care treatment in the primary health center, which is not possible. They they expect that what is how uh, how uh, patients are treated in uh, like sickims uh, or in uh, AIMS, they should be treated in the same way in the, uh, the periphery health center or a sub district hospital which is not possible for a doctor, a single doctor who will have to face 200 patients daily in the day of the night he will have to face hundreds of patients so it's not possible for him to really treat the patient like that but still we have seen that doctors do diagnose patients in the periphery and they refer at the patient at the proper time or whatever limited resources they have and they usually deliver in a nice way and they treat the patient
0: so, uh, Doctor Irfan, why are the critical gaps in emergency healthcare response
1: in Kashmir? See, I will tell you one thing. It's not uh, there is there is definitely a critical gap. It's be all because of uh, we don't have an EMS system here, emergency medical service system. The emergency medical service system is in the West, where they every home have a number of ambulance every home member number of uh, emergency medical system what if you call them they will come there in the flash of time and they will just pick the patient and uh, treat it, to give a first aid in the ambulance only and and uh, and, and they will do uh, they will just bring the patient to the proper destination here it is not possible because we are living in the different uh, geographical area there's a lot of things it's every area of the kashmir is not connected to the tertiary care. Every area of Kashmir is not connected to each other. We have so many times, we have areas like we have Doda, we have Kistwar, we have Leh, Kargil, or Tangadar, Udi. It's not connected. There's not road is not properly connected every time. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in all the villages in Kashmir, we have a hilly areas where it's not properly connected to each other. And sometimes because of the different uh, seasons, we have some bad weather at that time, it's not possible. But emergency medical service is that is uh, recently doctor this recently government has initiated one emergency medical system
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: 104 they just you just call the number and the uh, patient if patient needs an ambulance he can come there but still there is a lot of awareness to be needed for the patients because most of the do- most of the patients at home they they do they ignore things first then they don't uh, are aware of the system some system is available outside and first on first hand they go to the local uh local medical shops or local uh, this, uh practitioners which are not doctors even they just get the treatment first there they m- we have seen in kashmir there's a problem that 50 percent of patients are in a denial if they get heart attacks at home they just keep it that it's not a heart attack this is something else you just get some kind of lotion or some kind of medicine from the local shop and they just treat themselves that's why there is some critical gap in the system
0: Interesting. So, uh, Dr. Ifan, do you think we have a proper infrastructure to treat patients on time?
1: Yeah, yes, I will come to that again that if you see our tertiary care, Sikkimers and assembly uh, hospital is very well versed with treating the patients uh, well equipped. And in our district hospitals like we have uh, district hospital Boramala, district hospital Islam Anathalag and, uh, and uh, All district hospitals. There are different triage system which government has uh, created a different triage system. That patients whenever patients come to the critical bad shape patient comes and he is straight away taken to triage. First in the district hospital and sub district hospitals, where he is first monitored attached to the patient. He is monitored. Diagnosis is done, and the patient is referred at a proper time. But what is the problem is that whenever a uh, doctor, whenever a uh, patient comes to uh subdistrich, he thinks that OPD is running 24 7. It's not like that. So you people should be aware that that after four, it's only the cardiac is only the emergencies which will be treated in the hospital. Because most of doctors are available for the daytime and they are the different they are in the roster over the night time. So if all the patients will come in the night time and the doctor will be overburdened So his efficiency will definitely decrease Mm -hmm. This is the problem which happens in subdistrict sub-district and districts Otherwise our district hospitals and sub-district hospitals are somehow well-equipped To treat in their limited resources they can diagnose and they can refer the patient They can give first aid Even they can just give CPR also at that time And tertiary care are well-equipped It's all because of the heavy rush and uh, which, which 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 turns the student bad.
0: What are the risks that lead to cardiovascular problems?
1: See all over the problem. If we think that the cement is coming, mm-hmm. all over the world, which has been studied that for every heart attack, there are eight risk factors all over the world. It was an inter heart study which was done all over the world where they find eight risk factors are for heart attack. One is. If you are hypertensive, your blood pressure is not controlled. You are at risk of getting a heart attack. Second is if patient is diabetic, he is at risk of getting a heart attack. Third is if he has is active smoker. Fourth is patient has a very bad cholesterol. Every cholesterol is not bad, but if he has one fraction of cholesterol which is bad like LDL cholesterol, he is prone to get heart attacks. Then if patient takes less fruits and vegetables, if patient has less physical activity. And if there is more drugs and excessive alcohol consumption. And last of all is psychosocial stress. The environment we are living here, we have a lot of psychosocial stress. Being in unemployment, being in, uh, in a COVID situation, being any other situation in, in our valley. So, we, our, our young youth, and our, all those are under tremendous psychosocial stress. So, these are the factors which lead to the heart attack.
0: So, what is a cardiac arrest and
1: what causes a cardiac arrest? See, all over the world, cardiac arrest is most of the time caused by the coronary artery disease. We know that blood supply uh, to all the organs is maintained by the heart. Heart pumps the blood, it receives the blood from the veins and pumps all the blood and maintains some kind of perfusion to all the organs. Vital organs like brain, kidneys, the intestines, it maintains blood supply to them. But it also needs blood supply for its own For its, It needs oxygen, it also needs other nutrients for its sustenance It is supplied by one kind of artery that is called a coronary artery The coronary artery unfortunately is prone to develop some kind of atherosclerosis Some kind of narrowing If we have all the risk factors, I explain it If you have all these things, then it, it gets a lot of, kind of a fat streaks inside the coronary arteries the arteries which supply the heart muscle, that gets somehow compromised. The orifice of that gets somehow compromised. All if that comp- gets compromised uh, to a level where patient cannot maintain, the, where cannot patient cannot maintain exercise, so he develops angina. That angina can progress and develop a severe coronary artery disease, or this type of fat. We get accumulated inside the vessel wall of the coronary artery. Sometimes this becomes very unstable, and this ruptures and causes acute blockage of the coronary artery. And heart starts pumping the blood, and it stops. It stops and causes cardiac arrest. So cardiac arrest actually means that cessation of all the activities of the heart. Heart is not pumping blood. It is. It ceases to. Be, it ceases to pump the blood and ceases to contract. So, um,
0: Doctor Irfan, recently a journalist, Mudassar Ali. Suffered from a heart attack and couldn't survive, even though he was taken to a hospital in the golden hour.
1: I think it was a sub district hospital, Sharif, where yeah. he was. Uh, he had. I came to know that he had some fracture in the limb, and after that cast was. Uh, he had a cast over the limb, and after that he the cast was removed and he went home, and after that moment uh, he got some kind of breathlessness. He went to the hospital. See if he his condition is if he comes to tertiary care hospital, the diagnosis will be either the clot from the limb has gone to the lungs, it has blocked everything. So there is no oxygenation of the blood to the lungs because our lungs we get our blood gets oxygen from the lungs. So if it is not getting oxygen from the lungs, the arteries are blocked in the lungs, lungs stops working, and the he will be having a kind of a pulmonary embolism. patient cannot survive. Or myocardial infarction. See doctor at periphery at that place, sub-district hospital. If you have a BBS doctor there or any kind of doctor, it's very difficult for him to diagnose the condition. It and it's very difficult for him to just to take a quick decision. When patient comes in that kind of state who has a diagnosis between pulmonary embolism and acute heart attack, so it becomes very difficult for him to really think and diagnose it. Even in the best centers in the world, it is it, it will need some kind of time, reaction time for that to really diagnose the condition. Unfortunately, Mudasir. Uh, could not survive. He had a very bad uh, arrest at that time, maybe a pulmonary embolism or maybe heart attack. But there was no time for him. He could not give time to a doctor. Mm -hmm. So at Raj it would have been very difficult to really uh, just diagnose him. If he had uh, some kind of time, then doctor could have uploaded that he could have called some doctor that this kind of thing. But unfortunately, before he could do anything, he arrested and it was a very
0: so is it that it was not the uh, mistake of any of the facilities that hospitals are provide in Kashmir, but it was basically his condition. Are you trying to say that it was his condition and uh, not the doctors and not the, you know, infrastructure in, which we have here?
1: Infrastructure and surgery. See, I will come to the basic again the same question that the people expect us the tertiary care treatment at a substitute hospital, which is not possible. Mm-hmm. Because i told you that connectivity is not a plain area kashmir and we cannot have the same kind of facility which is present in smhs and in saura same kind of facilities at sarah mm-hmm. where one doctor is available and he has to face so many brands from the people that people will come with the headaches somebody will come with the checking blood pressures he gets already exhausted when he feels such kind of emergency which he at his own level with his knowledge to diagnose such a condition and to treat such thing at the end it's it's very difficult. It's. I am a cardiologist. It's difficult for me also to really uh, treat such a uh, such a patient in a very quick time. Okay. Then, if I, with my experience, I can treat such kind of such such patient with empirically, but it's very difficult.
0: So could you please tell our listeners about what is a golden hour and what are the measures to be taken during a similar situation?
1: See, we golden golden hour is that uh, see when a patient comes, he starts chest pain, which predicts which the chest pain which shows that it might be the heart attack. Mm-hmm. The chest pain which, if you patient starts chest pain and you walk a bit or you climb upstairs or you take a heavy weight on your uh, with your arm, patient start the pain aggravates mm-hmm. or exposure to cold pain aggravates. Or sometimes you can have sudden chest pain the retroster in the mid of the mid of the chest, and you radiates to left arm. Especially patients who have diabetes, who have hypertension, who are elderly, mm-hmm. and who have very high uh, this uh, frequency of smoking, those patients, uh, if they start this kind of chest pain, they should report to hospital within one hour, mm-hmm. because every organ in the body gives you a time to think, doctor to think what is the diagnosis, but heart doesn't give you a time. The heart can stop abruptly before even golden hour. Patient can die mm-hmm. because if blo- heart if the artery of the heart is blocked, mm-hmm. you can have either the pump failure, your blood pressure will drop, and you will faint and you will just collapse. Or sometimes you don't collapse; the heart is pumping, but you develop a kind of a very bad electricity in the heart, electrical activity. That's called a ventricular tachycardia. Which doesn't give a time and patient suddenly dies. And only treatment for it is DC shock but uh, golden hour is golden hour is uh, uh, golden hour is very important thing it means that if you treat patient in the first hour of your with your symptoms then there are very very high chances of recovery of the heart not only you will prevent death but you will also prevent long term morbidity
0: so dr van what is venous thromboembolism and how does it result in a heart attack how to prevent this medical condition
1: venous thromboembolism actually uh, the uh, formation of the clot in the in your uh, vessels uh, venous of the legs and uh, other other veins then it can migrate from there into the heart from right side of heart it goes to the lungs and blocks all the arteries in the lung and it can prevent oxygenation and patient can die so this is most of times seen on those patients who are bedridden, who have a fracture and they are not moving their limbs and second if you patient God forbid has a cancer and he is, has a kind of hypercoagulable state that means his cortic factors are very high in the blood or somebody is pregnant because pregnancy in the last trimester is also a very high hypercoagulable state because there's a natural mechanism of to prevent the blood loss at the time of delivery, and the God gives us a lot of clotting factors in the last trimester, and also in those those uh, kind of people who travel a lot and has a long haul travel, do not move their limb in the aeroplane. Mm-hmm. These are the patients who get stasis of blood, the pooling of blood in the veins, the blood is not moving properly in the veins, and they there is formation of thrombus, and that thrombus sometimes if you do a movement then the patient then these thrombus can migrate from there to the right side of the heart right chambers then can go to the lungs and prevent and abruptly uh, obstructs the blood flow in the lungs and patient doesn't get any oxygenation and patient dies you can ultimate ultimate uh, fate of it is that you can cause cardiac pulmonary arrest the prevention of this is that uh, whenever you kind you get such kind of uh, patients who have got forbid cancer who are bedridden. Long haul travel, they are properly anticoagulated. They get uh, they they we prescribe them heparin or with any other anticoagulant so that the blood remains thin, Mm -hmm. so that there is the coagulation factors in the blood are decreased. That's why when we do kind of uh, surgery or when there is uh, uh, patients have somebody has a gore forbid has a cancer. Or he has a fracture in the lower limbs. He has to get operated now. He will be having cast for one month, two months. Or uh, patient has predisposed for getting the venous stasis. We, pre- we prescribe them anticoagulants. Like we can prescribe them oral anticoagulants, or we can prescribe them the subcutaneous or IV anticoagulants, so that the blood remains thin. And even if there is pooling, but the clotting factors are decreased and they are inhibited, and there is no formation of the clot.
0: So, Dr. Fadon, can you tell our listeners uh, what is a cardiac rehab and do we have one in Kashmir?
1: Cardiac rehabilitation is, suppose patient has suffered a cardiac arrest mm-hmm. or a patient has suffered a heart attack but we are not able to treat it because there is a lot of damage in the heart. Then these patients are not, even uh, we are not able to help them. We cannot put a stent, we cannot do a bypass because a lot of heart has been already damaged. And they are uh, these are the people who have less effort into have they have effort intolerance, so these kind of people get different kind of exercises, different kind of uh, therapies, so that they can cope up with their uh, whatever the body needs are there. This facility I don't think is available in our setup. It's, I don't uh, maybe it is in any part of the India it's available, but in Kashmir we don't have kind of
0: so uh, Dr. Irfan, what is urgently
1: needed in our healthcare facilities? See, government has from last if you if you think the government has from the last five, six years has done a lot. It has put medical colleges in district hospitals. It has converted the Baramula district hospital into medical college. From district Anandar to medical college. And Doda also, Kotiva also, Rajuri also. A lot of upgradation has been done. Even in primary health centers, sub-district hospitals, district hospitals has been upgraded. But we need to have the proper utilization of resources. It will take some kind of time. Still, the district hospital Ananthnagar after overnight cannot become a medical college like SMH Hospital or Shri uh, Medical Sciences. It will take some kind of some time to really uh, get upgraded. And when all the staff will come on the urgent basis, the government needs to have a lot of doctors. There should be more recruitment of doctors so that they can uh, even in periphery a lot of doctors need to be present in the hospital overnight so that one doctor doesn't get exhausted overnight this is the this, this at least they can government can do that but it is she's the government is trying is making us policies that we should uh, more and more facilities are available for the public
0: so dr Irfan, how important do you think it is to adopt new treatments and procedures
1: so in our in our age where we are living it is it is age of evidence based medicine so whenever we give patient a medicine, suppose I give a paracetamol to simple pain, but there should be evidence which, is, which should be backing it. And same way, if I treat diabetes, if I treat hypertension, if I treat any drug, this medicine is all a changing scenario. Whatever is indicated today, tomorrow is contraindicated. What was contraindicated 10 years back, it is now indicated. I will tell you one drug, which was a beta blocker, which is given for the control of the heart rate. In heart failure, Fifteen years back, it was not a big given. It was harmful, but now the evidence has come that it is, it is very, very, it's harmless. It is, it prolongs the life of the heart, and it uh, prevents you from the sudden death also. So, evidence-based medicine is is the is, is, is we are living in the evidence-based medicine, and procedures regarding procedures, what we are doing. If we see the gallbladder surgery or any other uh, surgery if you talk of surgeries or in talk of the gyni procedures which was available only in the tertiary care nowadays sub district hospital district hospitals they do a lot of work about all the procedures so new procedures are coming up but there is a problem with the people is that they go on changing doctors and they time sometimes shift from allopath to other kind of medicine they will go to the uh, in problem is most of the time, we have seen in Jammu, they just change the drug from this allopathic to uh, Ayurveda or they go to the Siddha type of medicine. So, where we ha- don't have much of the evidence, mm-hmm. I'm not downsizing their medicine, but uh, if you uh, take one path, then follow it strictly. Then, if you change doctors and change procedures, then it will create a problem.
0: So, Doctor Elfan, as you've started Save Heart Initiative, what is the use of it, and how do you implement in day-to-day life?
1: Uh, the Save Heart Initiative was started uh, four or five years back. We have uh, good physicians in it. We have uh, cardiologists in it who give uh, voluntary services to the people, uh, to the doctors who are in the periphery. Now we cannot have a cardiologist in Tangdar every time. We can have a cardiologist in Gurez or Lehar or any other area which is very fall from the area. This was only to start uh, to save the people's the patient's life and prevent him from long term morbidity. Because if you give heart attack drug to a patient who has presented Tangdar hospital and he will reach 12, years, 12 hours, he will reach after 12 hours, he will reach to Srinagar. Then if you give that drug after 12 hours, so it is of no use because most of the damage has done the, uh, the drug has already done the, the heart attack has already done the damage to the heart, where we cannot prevent that. And if you sometimes people will die on their way from in ambulance only, or they will die in the hospital only. So we started the initiative in the hospital uh, to give a clot breasting drug. So claw if you give a drug that's called or any other drug if you give your a drug at the place where patient present suppose patient comes with heart attack like at tangdar or uh, gurez or kargil or any other district uh, sub, hospital if you give drug in the golden hour only it will not only prevent sudden death it prevents also from his long term morbidity his heart will recover fully so we started the institute that it is a kind of a whatsapp group we have almost 1200 doctors in it we have 4 whatsapp groups because 256 is the limit in the whatsapp we have 4 or 5 whatsapp groups where the doctor in the periphery if he is not able to read the ECG properly he will upload the ECG and within 5 minutes one of our cardiologists will respond to it and in fact he will call him to how to treat such kind of patients so far in whole our JNK we have thromboleys almost 1000 Thousand, uh, more than 1000 thrombolysis we have done 1000 heart attacks we have treated in the golden hour and after seeing the patients when they are referred here long term follow-up we have seen they are doing very well so this is the initiative we started to help the doctors who are in the periphery and doctors in the periphery they are doing a wonderful job when they upload the ECG, they respond to our call and they treat the patient and it gives them the gratifying results
0: Thank you Thanks a lot, Dr. Irfan, and thanks to our listeners for listening to this podcast. You can visit our website. We are an independent media house, and you can go to the section called Members. You can join there and help us by supporting us because you're the only people that can keep independent journalism alive.